They say this is a big rich town I just come from the poet's part Bright light city life, I gotta make it This is where it goes down I just happen to come up hard Legal or illegal, baby, I gotta make it I never it. took a straight path nowhere Life's full of twists and turns, bumps and bruises. I live, I learn. I'm from that city full of yellow cabs and skyscrapers. It's hard to get a start in these parts without paper. Homie, I grew up in hell, a block away from heaven. That corner ain't 15 minutes, it move a seven. Pure snow, bag it, then watch it go. Occupational options, get some blow up some hoes. Shoot the ball of the strap, learn the rap or the jack. Fuck it, man, in the meantime, go ahead and pump a pack. This my regal royal flow. My hey, what's up, everyone? This is Gary A. Swaby. And you're now listening to the Powercast, in which we will be recapping Power Season 6, Episode 14, and the episode is called Reversal of Fortune. I'm here with Mr. Richard Bailey Jr. How you doing, Rich? Doing good, Gary. Uh, and a good afternoon, evening, morning, whenever you're watching this to all the Power fans. Indeed, indeed. Um, I have to shout out one of my friends, Annalisa, because uh, she she actually said that she loves Richard's laugh because he's always laughing on these episodes. So, uh oh, uh, my my friend Anna. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'm also joined by Miss Dana Abercrombie. How are you doing, Dana? I'm surviving better than a lot of other characters. Oh yeah. So, um, I mean, I guess we should uh, acknowledge this um, just so the listeners know like what's, what's going on and what to expect. But, um, yeah, there was actually a leak of power this week. Uh, the final two episodes, including the one that we're about to recap, like uh, the, they both leaked. Um, so, you know, and as you can imagine, the Internet is the Internet. Which means everybody spoiled the ending and revealed who, you know, shot ghosts and all that stuff. We're not actually going to uh, spoil that here, just just in case there are people who who didn't want to, you know, um, watch the leaked episodes and didn't want to be spoiled. Uh, we won't reveal any of that stuff. Uh, of course, we will be recapping this episode, but like we, for, as for episode fifteen, we we won't spoil that for you. Um, I, so, go ahead, Rich. I just want to make a comment. Um, the theme of power uh, this season was the final betrayal. So I, I feel that that leak was the final betrayal. So <laughs> that, that 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 that's a a very a very uh, nice play on words there. So uh-huh. <laughs> now uh, now interestingly, to add on to this news of the leak. Uh, Mr. 50 Cent, my favorite rapper. Um, (laughs) (laughs) He actually um, posted something on Instagram, which seems to be uh, some sort of document or, um, you know, um, some sort of legal document or something. I don't know what it is. But it says basically that um, they recorded uh, multiple versions of the, the ending. So what we saw in the leak might not actually be what is aired on tv so uh, i want to ask you guys what you think about that um and remember do not spoil what you saw in episode 15 but (laughs) (laughs) but 
let us know uh, what you think about you know what 50 Cent posted like do you believe him or do you think he's just saying that because he don't, he doesn't want to miss out on any ratings I think that it's all a ploy and it's a smart one in order to get people to be more interested and invested in the finale episode and to make them think hey you know there might be something else that we missed or you know maybe there's some some other kind of plot device especially for those who did not like how it ended they feel like they can get maybe another chance to see something play out that would be more um better than what we what they I, I don't know about these leaks now i didn't see anything um what what they they wanted to to happen so who knows okay uh what would you think rich do you believe it well, I, I, I'm not going to talk about episode 15 on today's show. I'm pretty sure people are very curious to hear what we think, although I know that they say we are too critical of these shows. Well, I will just say this. Wait until we have that discussion about episode 15. But uh, I will just say all of this stuff 50 Cent is talking about with the multiple endings, I think that that is all a bunch of nonsense. Uh, because if you watch episode 15, the way the episode is structured and then everything that has happened leading up to that episode, I think that is the true ending. But uh, we'll see if they decide to change it, because I, I don't think it's going to make much sense if you change it based on what happened in the actual episode. Yeah. Um, I think you can. If you, if you if they filmed an entirely different episode and there were multiple ones, then it would fit whatever narrative that they are going for for that episode. Well, I, I that's a good point, but again, the statement was endings. They said they filmed multiple endings. So I think if you are going to use everything that is the same and then you change the ending, it's, it definitely won't make sense because of no, it, it, what happens. Uh, like... In a way it could, though, because you can have the shooter be still the shooter, but what happens to that shooter... Whether it could be a demise or or something that you know makes them run off to have a, a, a spinoff because they haven't met their demise, it could work either way. I guess. So, so I, I there's no there's no way to talk about this without spoiling. So I'm not going to say anything else, but I will say it's not just episode 15, but everything that happened, including episode 10. Uh, I feel like all of that it made it very clear as to what direction they were going to go so it, I, I I can't see how they could change it because of all the stuff that happened because it's a series of events that happened throughout these episodes that yeah. will tell you okay that that's the direction you're going to go so I, I mean like I said I, I would be curious to see if they do it but part of me also feels like the fans complain about a lot of things and we've seen this in whether it's video games or whatever they complain about a lot of things and then people and then the studios actually make the changes i, I don't want them to make this change if that's the direction they're going to take it because then that's that says okay well it, it even though this is my show the fans are the ones that i'm out to please and i want to do everything for the fans no, no. I, if courtney kemp wants to do this show her way because it's her show she should just do it her way don't care about what the backlash is uh, because, it, again, the way everything is set up in that episode, it totally makes sense to go the direction they went. But uh, 
again, I, I don't want to say anything because uh, it, it's, it, it, I don't want to spoil nothing before we get to that point. So I, I'll save some of the other thoughts when we actually get to that recap. And also one more thing. Um, this is a show with actors who are just there to do their job. Mm-hmm. You know, which is which on the page and on the script. These characters are not real. So please don't send death threats to characters because you don't like how they uh, have responded or acted in an episode. I agree. That's all I can say about that. Yeah, I agree don't, 100%. Don't do that. That makes no sense. It's just a TV show. Don't say you're going to go and find them and kill them on the street because of what they may or may not have done. Don't do that. Yeah, I uh, definitely agree with that. But does this mean that I can't send a love letter to Angela Valdez? No, you can't. (laughs) Well, 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 I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Even though you you can't send a a love letter to Angela Valdez, you can, however, support the actress that played Angela Valdez when she appears in in American Gods next season. So there, there you go. Oh yeah, yeah. I guess I gotta catch up with that show now. <laughs> oh goodness. Yeah, that was that was that was interesting. What happened with that show? <laughs> Sheesh. But yeah, um, uh, jokes aside, definitely don't threaten the actors. They they're just paid to do a job. Um, yeah, it, it's it's the characters that they're playing that you hate, not the actual actor. So. Uh, definitely uh, don't send them death threats. They are people too. So. They are people. I, I I absolutely cannot wait until we talk about this uh, finale because I have a lot to say. Uh, some funny stuff as well as some critical stuff. But yeah, we'll save that for two weeks from now since we got to wait for the Super Bowl to uh, happen before ah. we can watch the actual finale. So yeah. And, and by the way, before you go ahead and go into this, I, I just want to—I'm just going to say—I don't really understand that that decision because we already was on a break for these last five episodes. So I would have preferred just finish the season. Don't take another week off after you had people waiting for months to watch the final five episodes. But you know no, what? Ratings-wise, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, despite its controversy, draws in. Over twenty million, easily. I, I feel like um, if it didn't leak, I I feel like the break would have helped the ratings for the final episode a lot. Like, oh yeah, because people yeah. would have been like eagerly anticipating it by that point. But but now that it leaked, um, I don't think those numbers are going to be as high. As well, they well, been. well, maybe. Well, some ah! people are gonna still watch. Maybe, maybe. I mean, you have, I don't think everyone who watches Power all of a sudden went and flocked to the leak of uh, videos. I don't think that they did all that. Yeah. So I do think there Not are some... Who, there are a lot of people who haven't seen it. Well, And I, also, I, you, some may want to see it again to, but, like, you know, miss the smaller details. But also, like, the thing is, like, even though some people might not have seen it, um, a lot of people had it spoiled for them. So, because... The internet doesn't shut up, and yeah. they, they have no chill. So a lot of people know what happened, even though they, you, they might not have seen it. You know, here's you know, the thing: what 
the shooter, you you know it was a huge thing of what was kind of who the shooter could have been. Because if you look at the previous episodes, there are a lot of things that was alluded to. And no offense, this is not something that's going to be overly complicated. So it's easy to figure out what's going to happen in regards of the shooter. So I think what it comes to spoilers is you still want to know how it all goes down. Yeah. Yeah. That that and that and that what you just said right there, that is why it is very unfortunate um, that that particular clip, because not only did the episode leak out, but that clip was all mm-hmm. over Facebook, Instagram, everywhere. So that right there to me is like, yeah, that's unfortunate uh, that that happened. But uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens uh, when the show debuts if they decide to uh, have a different uh, episode or a different ending or something. <laughs> I say still watch it just to see how it goes down in its entirety and the ending because you know even though we may have gotten the shooter you didn't get that end part with that whole montage um well I- I'm just gonna say this uh hopefully this is not a spoiler I got a lot of laughs with the very end of that episode and one character <laughs> in particular that uh you know how they reacted to uh, getting a very un- unwelcomed uh, visit by the police. I-, I I watched that particular clip over and over again to see that reaction. You know what I'm talking about. We'll talk about that on the All next right. PowerCast. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, yeah. So, uh, with that, let's get into episode 14. Now, um, I'm not going to, uh, you know dive deep into every single thing that happened in this episode we're just gonna like talk about you know the main points and everything that happened and uh you know what we feel in general about the episode and how it played out so oh, i loved it oh yeah definitely me too this was a great episode actually but um but yeah so this episode was all about tate councilman tate uh rashad and uh, the episode basically starts with, you know, him, uh, this, it, I think it starts like after um, James St. Patrick basically told Rashad that he's no longer part of his campaign and that he should uh, wait for the news to, to, to come on, you know, to air on, on the news channel the next morning or whatever. So, um, so Rashad is actually like depressed about what's going down and everything about ghosts leaving his campaign and Ra- Ramona leaving. And he, uh, he basically gets drunk and everything. And, um, he ends up, you know, eventually going back, back home to where he stays with his family. Now, his family consists of his brother and his sister in law. And I believe it was his, uh, was it a nephew? Yes. Yep. nephew right yeah so so yeah um i wanted to ask you guys what you think about the his family um and also is that actor his real brother because they yes they look alike like, it is yes yeah Lovely. uh that actor's name is lamar tate and he also was in another movie that perhaps you have seen gary and dana called don't be a menace to south central while drinking your juice in the hood he played right. the father in that movie, right? Never yeah, see, seen that movie. <laughs> see, I, I always, I always get them two mixed up because I thought that was Tate Tate, like I thought that was Rashad Tate, like I, I thought that was uh, Lorenz. I didn't oh, know no. that. I didn't know that was the brother. Like, so <laughs> do they really look alike? Yes, they, they do. do. 
and they all still look, 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 look like they are relatively young in age, even though they are in their fifties. Yeah, they don't age. It's magical. <laughs> Gene, I loved it. Yeah, but yeah, that that was cool to see though. That you know, his brother was in there. Uh, what you, you guys had any thoughts about the family? Um, and, and I the really like the. I love the family. Like, if we're gonna do little spinoff shows. Um, I wouldn't mind the police officer, like the cop spinoff, because he was a police officer who kind of made it and he got out of the hood. And they live in this really kind of nice suburban area. And everyone goes, you know, the, the, the kid goes to a good school and he has to still deal with the kind of the BS of the NYPD. But he's made it with him and his family. And I'm not exactly I don't remember what the wife does, but I would have also liked to know a little bit more with the wife. And I thought this overall, the family had a really great chemistry and a really great dynamic with them. And um, I just really liked how they interacted with each other. And even though Tate has kind of been gone for so long that they still welcome him in there. And, and even though the circumstances were, we'll get later on to kind of, he woke up, remember he was extremely drunk and was a hot mess. <laughs> that they still just kind of they don't really ask that many questions we'll, we'll get into later all the questions they do ask but they just seem to be really loving and accepting of him no matter what and it, they had a really great bond between the two brothers and I liked that okay you can uh, you can actually bring up those questions now um, that they asked if you if you had a point about it I mean but um oh. but yeah I, I agree for the most part. Like uh, it was, it was great to see like what Tate's life is like um, behind the scenes because we never actually get to to see that. And, and like I said, like that's what's good about these final five episodes to some extent. Just the fact that you get to see these characters extended and you get to see them, you know, outside of what they they're usually doing. Um, you know, in, in power and everything, you get you actually get to see their normal lives, and it makes them feel like real people. Um, mm-hmm. So that's probably what's great about these uh, final five episodes, even though a lot of them might have been a waste of time. But oh, um, whoa, whoa. <laughs> absolutely, but, pause. absolutely, yeah, the pause definitely. But um, but yeah, th- th- this made um, this episode stronger for sure. You know, just seeing. Um, you know Tate's family and um, the, the foundation of the character and everything. But what do you think about it, Rich? Yeah, I, I think it was a, a wise decision to uh, bring him in. You know, they already are brothers in real life, so the chemistry was very natural. Um, and I also like the fact that they made sure that the brother is also a police officer to give you further insight into. Again, Tate's past as an officer And then the thought that maybe he could Potentially go back to doing that If things don't work out Just to have that as a good little moral compass For the entire episode I thought that was an excellent way to bring him in Um, And by the way, I will add this very quickly I know you both said that you enjoyed the episode I want to remind y'all That this episode was directed by Mario Van Pebbles Pebbles Pebbles. Oh, yay! Yeah, good this was the episode. Yeah, so so that that's why it was a good episode, and I agree. I definitely think it was one of the better episodes of the five. I would probably say the Tommy episode number two. This definitely, to <gasps> me though, I think was was uh, 
the better episode only because it, it kept things very simple in terms of how it dealt with the story and how it dealt with the character. So, yeah. Excellent job. Now, Tommy's number one. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. He will oh, always really? be number one. Yes, that was a number one. He survived. He made it. He's been there from the beginning. He's been down no matter what. He made it number one. Oh, and also, what I liked about this episode is you saw the... You got to see how Tate became that politician and where his his gift for gab comes from, even though it may be BS, how he's able to still <laughs> use that passion to move other people to do what, what he wants them to do, especially when it comes to political campaigns. So I really like that. I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So, um, moving on, um, so like the next day we, we see that the, the news story hit the, the same news story we've seen continuously in these episodes uh, where you know basically it's revealed that um, James St. Patrick is now going to be the, uh, the assistant uh, governor um, <laughs> and you know the same report the same news report yeah the same news report <laughs> and Tate sees that while he's with his family and of course he doesn't react to this news very well and um, this basically leads him to you know want to get rid of Ghost or you know do something to remove him from the picture um, and uh, so so eventually this leads him to calling in two guys from out of town and we saw in the preview last week, you know, um, Cedric the Entertainer, and he also has his son. Uh, was it his son or his nephew? That was his son. That was his son. I love right. it. So yeah, he calls in these two people. Now I wanted to ask you guys: Do you think that this was a bit drastic to, um, you know, make this decision no. on Tate's behalf? Like, Here's it? the: I say no because. At the end of the day, you want, as a politician, to keep your hands clean. So, he couldn't exactly go out and start killing people. So, I felt that these two were very needed for the episode and also just for Tate as well. Okay. And what you, would you think about it, Rich? Oh, well, I, I absolutely love this, this dynamic. Uh... I love Cedric as a comedian, so uh, <clears throat> seeing him in this role was was very interesting. You know, uh, the guy loves country music and uh, likes to uh, to kill. You know, so yeah, it, it, it was it was a nice dynamic of, for this particular character. Uh, I I personally wish we could have seen more of this character throughout the season, you know, or at other times. But yeah. I understand that you had to you, you wanted to really up the ante and you just brought them in here as the guys that were supposed to take out ghosts but uh unfortunately you know um that that, that it didn't happen that way so it is what it is but yeah i thought cedric and having that other son character great uh yeah just a great great dynamic between both both of the actors but what? and i was slightly oh go ahead i was slightly confused he wasn't because at first 
when he did the killing, he was killing that white guy who was running around either molesting little girls, right? Yeah, yeah. So was he just a, a murder for hire? So it doesn't matter who he's out to kill? Or is he one of those people where you have to do wrong that he kills? Uh, I think I think he could be both. Um, if I had to make in a guess... I'm pretty sure there will be somebody that will correct us in the comments section because they love to do that. Um, but I mean, I mean, obviously, with the whole situation with Ghost, he was hired by Tate to to take out the target. And, and of course, when Tate tried to say, you know, back out on that, he said, "No, uh, uh-uh. I, I still, I still want to do the job, and I want, and I want that money." So uh, with that other situation, I think that was because the guy did something wrong or did him wrong, didn't pay it, pay up. So he decided, well, we need to take this guy out. Um, but also oh. that guy, that guy did something dirty too with the with the molesting. So that that's yeah. what my guess would be. I would have really appreciated it if he was just kind of like you know out to kill the wrong. That would have been really great. But yeah, yeah like, like uh, Omar, a- like Omar style, or Dexter, <laughs> maybe more of a Dexter. Right. No, but like, what what is it that makes Tate want to hire them to to get rid of Ghost though at at, at this moment? Because it's like, this is politics. Like he should be used to this, and like I don't know what it is because he hasn't had the argument with Ghost yet that we see later on. So yeah. like at, at this moment, is he just like so down and so depressed that he feels like? He, he can't do anything unless Ghost is removed Like is he Does he feel that low about himself at this point in time Yes Absolutely wow. He does not like to lose um, They alluded to the fact that he was also Very lucky There was always something that would happen to him That would you know put him in good graces But in this particular situation at least early on he feels defeated, deflected, and he wanted to make sure that Ghost was not successful because he looks at it as Ghost joined his campaign. He learned mm-hmm. some knowledge. He got some some power, some recognition, and now he's basically moving on to this other campaign, which is a direct rival of his. So obviously didn't like that scenario, and he wanted this situation to be dealt with immediately, even if it meant taking Ghost out altogether. So mm-hmm. that's... That's probably how. That's pretty much how he felt, from my perspective. Yeah. Okay. So um. So then, he Tate is actually visited by um by uh Blanca, and um you know Blanca and Sax actually, and and they actually you know um tell Tate that they're on to to, to Ghost, and that you know they could uh they if he cooperates. They could have something on Ghost for the murder of Terry Silver. So at this moment, you know, this makes uh, Tate smile, and he's like, "Okay, now I've got him." You know, um, so he actually agrees to cooperate with them. But then that means, of course, if the cops are going to be pursuing Ghost, um, you know, for for this murder, and you know, he's already sent two hitmen to to, to take down Ghost. So, uh, you know, that makes Tate kind of have, like, a, a change of heart And um, he wants to go back on on the hit that he called on, on Ghost and everything um, So, yeah, that uh, that happens, basically And he tries to... Um, now, if I remember correctly, he meets with uh, Cedric again, right? Before they actually take a shot at Ghost And he tries to talk them out of it, I think 
Yeah, and then they threatened him. They threatened to kill him instead. He said, "Okay, no, no, no. Right. Okay, just go, go ahead, go, go through with the plan. Just whatever." So yeah. that's that's what happens. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So he realizes that they're not going to back down, and then he goes to to try and warn Ghost. Um, yep. And that's the actual conversation that we've seen uh, before. You know, where Ghost was super arrogant and just you know talking smack. At Tate the whole time uh, Wouldn't even let him get a word in You know even when Tate was trying to warn him And save his life You know Ghost was just so ob- ob- Obnoxiously arrogant In this moment um, <laughs> So yeah and and even when uh, You know cause Ghost mentions that he needs To see Tariq as well And you know that triggers something in Tate Where he's like oh damn you're going to see Tariq you know and, cause of course He doesn't want Tariq to get hurt you know, as a result as well. So, uh, but Ghost just doesn't let him talk. So, um, it you know. Then we see the shootout happen when he goes to see Tommy. Uh, so Cedric the Entertainer and his son, you know, they're following Ghost. They follow him into this warehouse area, and this is you know the scene we saw last week where he's uh, and in episode ten where he's talking to Tommy. And then, you know, um, Cedric actually takes a shot at him and there's shots back and forth. And um, in this moment, Cedric the Entertainer ends up dying and uh, (laughs) his son is able to flee. Go ahead, Dana. Yeah, there were some things that kind of bothered me about this now that we've known. Um, One was... um, it was slightly and I wish that they never really showed Cedric dying because it became very anticlimactic. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. We, when we finally do get to see his death again for the what fifth time. So I think it would have been more <laughs> story wise with building and emotional impact if we not seen that to begin with. Um, mm-hmm. Also, I like the aspect that he was teaching his son throughout the whole episode. This is how you become a hitman. This is what we do. But during that entire segment, he never taught his son to properly shoot, which is when you have someone that you want to shoot, you align your target before you start firing. Mm -hmm. That way you don't miss. He never did that. It was a blind shot. Which is why it missed. It was supposed to hit. If you looked at how it was supposed to hit uh, Ghost, but it was closer towards hitting Tommy, and but it hit the crate. It was very far off. So I don't understand that at all. Just basic Hitman one on one. Well, that was that was yeah. Well, I, I agree a hundred percent with what you said. But you know, w- one thing we have definitely learned is. Uh... Apparently, a lot of people don't know how to aim and shoot on, on this show. Yeah. We've seen a lot. Of, <laughs> we've seen it. Ghost and Tommy uh, miss targets and then hit them when they're up close and personal with the people. So it, 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 it I guess it happens. But I agree. Uh, I, I guess um, the only thing I, I will, I, the only point that I would make on, and you can continue, is that I guess they did emphasize early in the episode that the son was just very antsy and and a little too over anxious because I remember when they killed the uh the guy at the very beginning like mm-hmm. he was supposed to do a cut a certain way and yeah. Cedric is saying no you don't cut that way you don't cut that like that so so they guess they emphasize the son is very over anxious so I guess that was why when he did took that shot it, okay that makes sense he would do that because 
he still need, has a lot to learn and he's just just he needs to relax calm down and focus on taking the shot properly but he didn't do that so I, I guess it made sense why he he missed that shot <clears throat> and also just to oh sorry oh no no carry on just to backtrack a little bit when Tate was extremely depressed and went to the bar to get get you know a drink and all of a sudden all the people recognized who he was and it ended up becoming this massive group photo um <laughs> In New York City, we don't act like that. <laughs> I just thought really? it was hilarious. Hey, we just, really you, don't. you guys don't smile for pictures? Hey, Here's the thing. We don't really do that. Because we, we have a lot of Hollywood stars that just live in New York in general. And especially where he was at at that location. We, we're not huge, big, unless it involves a bunch of teenagers we're not going to randomly just like, oh my god, it's you! And everyone just comes and, and encircles the man and then, you know, let me get your picture! That kind of thing. I, I felt that it was necessary because it was a great mood booster and it kind of helped, you know, take to carry on in the episode. Um, but just overall, I thought that was completely hilarious. We don't, we don't really act that way. Just because we kind of see stars all the time because they're always filming on any block of any location and also we're just oblivious to just basic things in general we don't really act like that so that was that was odd you were probably right up the block when they filmed the scene i like the thing like if you for me there was one time where there were four different TV shows and movies filming right next to each other. We have Law and Order. There's Power. Uh, we had uh, In the Heights, and we had um, um, the Stephen the the um, I forgot the name of the movie. I want to be in America. Whatever movie that was, um, that was one of those musicals. So we and that was in four block radius, mm. filming on all different corners. So we're just in general, we're just oblivious to that kind of thing. And we just, yeah, so I just thought that was really funny and just completely out of character for New York City. <laughs> it was cute, but I see why it was needed because he needed that, that mood booster, but it was just hilarious. Yeah, I mean, uh, I agree. That that, that scene was uh, hilarious, but it, it definitely was needed to boost up the character a little. But um, as for the shootout... Um, I mean, I'm, I'm glad we finally saw the end of that scene because I kind of got tired of seeing it. Because, <laughs> uh, you know, it was kind of the same. Um, but yeah, the son actually uh, manages to get away. Um, and then later on, the son actually goes to confront um, Tate and he finds him at, you know, his brother's house where he's staying and everything. And he holds the gun up to him. He's about to shoot him. But then his brother, you know, Tate's brother saves him. Tate's brother, who is a police officer, you know, saves him and shoots the, the guy and kills him. Yeah. Um, so then, you know, ah. Tate and his brother have a talk about it, about, you know, uh, what actually happened. Tate actually lies about it and says, you know, he was a uh, high or something like that. Um, no, he called it a crackhead mugging. It was a crackhead yeah, yeah. mugging. Yeah, crackhead mugging. In a neighborhood where they don't have crackheads. <laughs> and uh, that that's what I liked about his brother's character. Because his brother could see right through the BS 
old time. Like he knew um, a lot of these stories weren't adding up and making sense, and he kind of knew that uh, Tate, you know, was BSing, and he was uh, he, he's he's a politician, you know. That's what politicians do; they lie. Um, but his, his brother uh, could see right through that. And um, this actually leads to them. Um, now, if if there's other things I don't mention, you know, I'm I'm trying to focus on the main things that happened here. But if yeah. there's other things that I I don't mention, you guys can bring it up. But um, basically, you know, uh, once that happens, they end up, um, you know, making a statement at the police office because um, at the police station and everything because you know obviously his brother is a cop. And he killed someone, so they have to get the story straight. Um, there's actually a scene where they're trying to get the story straight in the car and everything. Um, and you know, while they're at the, the the precinct and they're given their account, you know, um, obviously the the other police people they recognize Tate and everything, um, and they're cracking jokes about it or whatever. But then another cop busts into the room and he he actually <laughs> <laughs> he it's lets not them procedure. Yeah, it's not procedure, but um, he lets them know that there's been a shooting at Club Truth. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, and um, bearing mind as well that this is after um, Tate gave the money to Dre, so that was something else that happened in between as well. Yeah. Um, so you know he gave the money to Dre to to for the hit on on Ghost. Um, so yeah, uh, they, he tells them that there's been a shooting at Truth. And then, um, interestingly, the police actually suggest that Councilman Tate go with them, even though he was just there to be a, a witness or whatever. Like, they, they just say, okay, you can come with us. It's okay. You know, um, even though he's not a cop. So, <laughs> what's up, Rich? You, you know what the explanation for that is? What's that? This, it, it, the, the writers went back to episode 10 and they said, wait, Tate is a suspect. They had a shot of him outside with the hoodie on. Oh, so this is how we're going to explain. We're going to make sure that he also votes uh, with the police. So that, that's, what, that, that's the explanation for that. Yep, because, you know, Tay had to be there. Now, I was trying to think, right? Like, because um, um, obviously they go there, you know, he's he's riding with his brother and they go over, they drove, drive over to, to Club Truth and everything. And then we get that shot where, you know, because his brother goes ahead and um, tries to find out what's happening on the scene. And Tate is supposed to wait in the car and everything, but he gets out and then he walks towards truth and everything. Now, I'm guessing this is the moment they were trying to say was when he was yep. supposed to be a, a suspect in episode 10 or whatever. But I, I was trying to remember, right? Like, did we see those all those cop cars in the original cut in episode nope. 10? No, no okay. it was just him talking. Okay, so so yeah, they kind of manipulated that a little bit. Um, <laughs> but, I had so many issues with, with that whole thing, how it went down, that it didn't make any sense. Tate is a known liar. He's a politician, and he has a really great, you know, gift of gab. I don't understand why he just didn't say that someone was trying to kill him because he's a politician. Like that is the easiest thing to say, and it actually happens. So you automatically will have a lot of enemies if you're a politician. That would have been like the easiest thing instead of that long drawn out conversation in the car. Right. So that just kind of felt like it was a filler. Um, again, worst police procedure ever. You don't bring, <laughs> you don't bust into a room, 
during an entire meeting to take a statement to tell that, oh, there's been a shooting at Club Truth and everyone has to leave. That was just odd. Um, and also there was a, in a moment where um, Tate, the whole situation about, remember how he was saying in the car that the gun was going to lead back to him mm-hmm. because he thought that Dre was the one who killed a ghost and that he remember he kept saying oh it's going to lead back to me mm-hmm. I don't understand why the heck didn't he just give him a clean gun to begin with so oh. that it wouldn't lead back to him where did he get the gun was it just like randomly in his house and he picked it up and was like yeah let me just give this to Dre wait to like, kill if, I, if I remember correctly uh, Dre didn't take the gun if I remember correctly, because I remember somebody's gun was linked to him because he kept saying it in the car because he was gonna he was kept freaking out. He was like, "Well, you know, it could come back to me." So either him or or, or um, I don't remember him giving it to um, Cedric and his his son. Uh, I don't think he did, but but I I specifically remember that with the Dre scene with the exchange. Um, I remember uh, he offered Dre a gun, and Dre was like, "Nah, I got my own." Um, so then, yeah. why would he? Why was there a whole conversation about the, the gun leading back to him? I, I think I think he was more so concerned about the fact that uh, he had the, was the one that had ordered Dre to to do the kill, and if Dre got caught, he figures, "Oh, it may come back to him because Dre may uh, snitch." We know we know Dre liked to. Uh, throw everybody under the bus to save himself so uh yeah. maybe he definitely was concerned about that for sure but the gun that, that's a good point uh, i'm not sure about that and also if you're gonna try to have a hit out on someone please have a middleman <laughs> that way you're not connected at all and you could just kill the middleman i don't i don't understand this but yeah great um so you before we get any further like what do you guys think of uh the brother so like do you think the brother knows that tate probably put a hit on ghost at this point not to that extent but he knows that his brother is involved because he's not stupid and he knows his brother well yeah he i mean he confessed he confessed in the car that that <laughs> that, that he might have uh said something to dre to do that but uh yeah i mean the brother the brother obviously knew that he was involved deeper into that because you don't just have somebody randomly come up to you trying to kill you in that neighborhood. And it's just it just didn't make any kind of sense. So he, he why knew. he could have said it was a hit that they was yeah. after him, was a, which also doesn't make any sense. Also, because remember he went to his brother's house. He didn't go to Tate's house. So how the heck does he know where his brother lives? Was he following? Was it a tail on him the entire time? Oh, he he definitely was following, because uh, I because I remember they also had that scene in the episode where we were wondering who was that who who was who who was who was watching ghosts, and you remember they had the scene where they show Cedric and and his son was in that mm-hmm. that car, so he definitely was following uh, Tate to know exactly where he was at. Um, the okay. son, the son, yeah, yeah. See, I'm, I'm glad they make some things uh, connect, like, you know, when who was watching Ghost and stuff, like, um, little things like that are sometimes cool, but... Um, yeah. 
but yeah there are a lot of other details that don't make sense but <laughs> but yeah so um Tate gets to the scene he gets the truth and he walks towards the building now this is obviously after Ghost is already shot but in episode 10 they make it look like it's before I think like they make it look like he's walking there before Ghost is shot so that's interesting but um but yeah he 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 walks to truth and he's actually intercepted by a reporter and then um this is hilarious because it's like there's like no uh like there's like no conversation beforehand she's just basically like we're live right now like and just walks right up to him like and and also after like after Tate cuz cuz what happens here is Tate gives an epic speech well, I hear some echo there. Um, did one of you take your your headphones out or something? Testing, testing. Okay, we yeah, good. Yeah, that's fine. All right, so yeah, like what happens here is Tate gives this epic speech on the spot, um, and you know this is like a defining moment where he realizes that as a politician he has the power to touch the people and you know he's able to turn such a a a horrific situation into something positive um so you know he really grabs the hearts of everybody in in this moment um and yeah what was you gonna say so something positive for himself but continue yes (laughs) yeah i mean (laughs) i mean mostly for himself but what's that dana one of the things that i loved about the speech is that anytime he said God, he pronounced it as God. <laughs> it was yeah. just he, hilarious. And he let some of the uh, some of the soul come out, you know, with that speech. Soul was coming. God. <laughs> but yeah, like what what was funny to me though is like, um, immediately they're live when the camera is on him, and then like right after the speech, um, she's like, "We're done." So it's like, don't. Usually when you see a live broadcast, don't they hand over to like the person who's in the studio or something? Like it's just they just cut it off straight away. Like mm-hmm. that was hilarious. But yeah, um so he gives that speech. What did you guys think of that that scene? I, I think you just said it. That was his defining moment to take advantage of the situation. And also in that moment also will add that when he started to talk, he did not know the fate of of a ghost at the time. And then when the reporter said, oh, yeah, he was murdered, it said, oh, that's when he completely did his reversal of fortune. You see what I'm saying? Yes. Uh, He decided to say what he could say to benefit himself because that was his opportunity to do so. And again, that goes back to what the brother was saying earlier in the episode, that he's always a lucky person. He always finds a way to get out of situations. That was it right there. So um, I thought the speech was good. I also found it comical, as Dana said. When he mentioned God, yeah, funny, <laughs> funny, funny, funny stuff. But but yeah, and and also, I was just slightly wondering, um, the murder was literally seconds ago when it happened. Um, who called the police? One and two, I'm not sure how investigations go, so this may be an ignorant comment, but. At what point do you release the information that it was Ghost who died? 
Like, wouldn't you have to go through a little bit of investigation first before you just release to the media? Because his body is technically still warm. Mm. When they release that it was Ghost who was murdered. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think they say he was murdered at this point, just that he was shot, if I remember. But um... well, I said it was killed. They didn't say he was like, you know. <laughs> but wasn't that after the speech? Like, so, so when, when Tate I mean, gives the speech... It wasn't like the next day, was it? When Tate gives the speech, did they say that he's been murdered or that he's been shot? I thought it was always murdered. Because I thought it was... They've, they'd only revealed that he's been shot, but not killed yet. Like, I, I thought the report no, about him no. being killed is after. No, 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 because she, she mentioned if he had already got gotten a call... You know about you know becoming the next candidate so they definitely knew at that point that ghost was dead because we already knew that that was the backup plan for the for the for the democrats if uh ghost was unable to run then uh of course uh welsh was going to try and get uh tate as the uh backup so they definitely knew that because i remember the reporter asking them so did you already get, get receive a call so yeah they, well, they knew well. at that point that he was already dead well, I have to say that that is completely ridiculous, then, because <laughs> that is way too fast for for all of this to be occurring. Mm-hmm. He literally just got shot. You don't know anything about the crime scene at all. But you know, let's just go and ask this politician. How does he feel about the situation? <laughs> I, and not even inform the family yet that Ghost is 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 dead. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Or even get the autopsy gun ballistic people, CSI, involved. But okay. Because doesn't the body have to get to the hospital before they can pronounce it, like, officially? No, you can pronounce it on spot okay. that he's he's dead. But the thing is, is that there's certain procedures I would assume that you would have to go through, you know, in order to even get the body removed. You would have to take pictures of the crime scene. You would have yeah. to call in forensics. This is, again, I don't work in the actual line. This is me watching Law & Order. But you would have to call in somebody to at least investigate before you just, you know, have him with just a sheet over his head and announce he's dead. Yeah. Yeah, basically all of this is happening way too fast. So, yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's kind of uh, kind of ridiculous. But, hey, it's a TV it's show, fun. so... It's a know. TV show. It's fun to see what they're doing. Yeah. So yeah, you know, um, the next day the news is out to everyone. What happens? You know, ghost, uh, ghost is dead. He got shot ghost and everything. And um, we actually see the Democrats, including Walsh, and you know that that mystery Democrat guy that's been hovering around the last few episodes, <laughs> firing people or whatever. Like yeah. um, he he turns up to meet Tay at his brother's place, and they have a meeting about him joining the Walsh uh, campaign, basically, and taking um, Ghost's spot as uh, the lieutenant governor. And Tay actually flips this around, and he makes the demand that yep. if I'm going to join with you guys, I'm going to be the governor. Um, and you know based on everything that's happened he makes a, a good uh, argument about it and this actually leads to uh, Walsh going back to the car because she's very angry about it um, no, but to the car she what 
sent to the car. Yeah, she got sent to the car. Like the car, like a kid. You go back (laughs) to the car. Us adults are talking. So, like, who is this Democrat guy? Because he has a lot of power, clearly. Oh, you'll you'll find out in the spinoff, I'm assuming. <laughs> like this, this guy uh, uh, seems like he's pulling all the strings. I I just, I just want to say this is by far the most entertaining uh, aspect of this whole episode. I wanted to see him get his uh, payback. He got his payback. Yes, Governor. Forget about the lieutenant governor. No, I I I run the show, and and this is it. So he got his payback. So yes, mm-hmm. I enjoyed this. I was happy to see that. Yeah, th- <laughs> this was a a good moment for for the character, and uh, it definitely sets up you know um, his own show and everything. Um, so that that's going to be dope to see that he's the governor and everything. Um. So yeah, you know he uh, he has a real conversation with the Democrat. I, I assume that it actually goes into play that he is going to be the next governor. Um, yeah. Then he gives some speeches and stuff, and we see Ramona actually. Um, you know, we get a glimpse of her. Uh, I think this is the this is probably the first time we've seen her after the shooting. Um, and I, yeah, go ahead. I just want to make a quick comment. Um, Obviously, I'm not going to give away any spoilers of episode 15, but I have to say, I I was absolutely tired of people saying, Ramona did it. You watched this episode. I think that right there is all the proof that you need <laughs> no to say, yeah, he didn't, he didn't, she, she definitely didn't do it. Go, go ahead, Dana. I can't <laughs> say what I... Yes, uh... Yeah, Ramona. <laughs> Yeah, very hard not to. Uh, say. It's hard not to, <laughs> but I will say that I was slightly disappointed. I think <laughs> Ramona overall could have had a much larger role in in this in the season, and yeah. I'm slightly yeah. disappointed that she wasn't given that opportunity. Yeah, you know what? I agree with you. Like, I, I feel like Ramona, she should have, she should have been a, a bigger deal. In this show, like, because it it felt like they were setting up her character to be something significant, mm-hmm. and um, yeah. I mean, but hey, but hey, that's that 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 is that right there. What you just said, Gary, that is the pattern of the show. Same <laughs> thing with Benny, as we said last week. This oh, character oh. looks like he's going to be important, and then he gets taken out just like that. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gosh, Benny, Benny could have been a contender. Yeah, and and it's the the like I feel kind of the same way about Cedric's character as well. Like I like like Rich said earlier, I feel like if they would have built up that character over the course of like a few episodes or something, that would have been like amazing. Like you know that would have made that moment that much more impactful if they would have like shown these characters. Um, you know what would have been great, like if they just had some some short scenes um, here and there throughout the season of mm-hmm. Cedric and his son, and him training his son, and him bonding with his son, but they don't explain why it's significant or why it ties into anything else. And then Ooh. you know, the, when when it actually gets time to take calling them, you're gonna be like, oh wow, like you know, like if they would have did that, that would have been amazing. Now you see. That actually sounds like an idea from someone who understands the concept of writing. Uh, <laughs> although we have to acknowledge that people 
who love the show will comment and say, Gary, you're 100% wrong. I love this show. It's perfect. But yes, what you just said exactly makes perfect sense. I would have preferred them that they did that as well. But hey, it is what it is. <laughs> yeah. It's just, you know, a few little tiny things could have just made this amazing. But hey, um, I guess, you know, the the writers, they have their own uh, pressures and struggles to deal with. And, you know, it's, I guess it's not an easy process for them. But but yeah, like just a few tweaks and this would have been amazing. But um, going back to Ramona. So she's she's humble to Tay at first. And, you know, she she uh she speaks to him with respect and everything um, and gives him his props kind of but then Tate throws her completely under the bus runs her over (laughs) (laughs) by telling reporters that Ramona was actually you know having a fling with Ghost Um, so he tells that to a reporter as he's leaving you know the venue where he gave a speech uh, what would you guys think about that? Like, was that a foul move on Tate's part, or, or was it was... was it deserving? Uh, well, I think it was a uh, justified move because it, it remains consistent that the character will do what he needs to do to better himself, but also again to get payback. Because remember, she also left the campaign, and she was the one talking up Ghost to Walsh. So yeah, he he had to get payback on her also. One, one way or another so but yeah that that was a a dirty underhanded t- tactic but again very entertaining and and i think uh we had to expect he was going to try to get some type of payback yeah and dana what was you gonna say i was gonna say that it was grimy but it was <laughs> fitting of the character mm-hmm. but it was just so grimy and then i love how the reporter just kind of ran over and said what <laughs> what <laughs> And he just kind of went into the car and like just laughing and chuckling. <laughs> so cool. Yep. Yeah. So um. So then in the final scene, you know, um, this season, you know, it's it's been kind of lacking in the sex scenes, so they had to uh, end it off with one. Um, and we see Tate and uh, I forgot the the woman's name now, but it's the same woman. Who was working on his campaign before, and she was married to to the other guy, and mm-hmm. you know they had a they had an affair basically, um, and then she got taken off the campaign, and her husband and and Ramona offered her um, a senator seat or something like that, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, so they're sleeping together um, in uh, a rented hotel room or something like a very luxurious hotel. It looks like. Um, and penthouse. Yeah, penthouse, there you go. Dana knows what it is. Um But yeah, so they're doing that, they're doing the thing, and then there's a, a knock at the door. <laughs> Tate gets up and he answers it and it's Ramona and Ramona storms in. She's angry and furious about him throwing her under the bus and letting the world know that she had something with ghosts. Um, and you know this leads to the other lady coming down the stairs and you know they go back and forth about it and um, Ramona leaves and Tate you know he's 
he's picking up where Ghost left off with the arrogance now, because because uh, <laughs> now he's snapping on the the girl that he was just making love to. So, you know. well, no, it, it, let's make no mistake about this, Gary. There was no love. Somebody <laughs> was getting laid. That was it. Oh yeah, so, yeah, that, it, it was no that, love. That was it. it was no so, love. Yeah. <laughs> You're right about that. Uh, I forgot. Rich, Rich is the expert on that, so he knows. <laughs> I, I, I don't know about all that. I don't know about all that. No, uh, uh-uh. uh. <laughs> but but hey, it, 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 they remain consistent as as Dana already mentioned. They remain consistent with the character uh, because again, she also double crossed him, so he made sure she also uh, got put in her place as well. So again, they they may take look like a. Uh, once he got control, or oh, he made sure everyone that was that led to his downfall, they also got it got paid got got paid back for that as well. So yeah. I like that it was it remained consistent with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and although you know it's like a, I mean I, I use the word arrogance, but it wasn't like it wasn't obnoxious like ghost. It was like you know this was warranted, like you said, and. um I think it just kind of adds to Tate's character as well um, and who he is and um, I like that he showed a range of different emotions throughout this episode Um, and you know at the start of the episode he's at a low point and at this point he's he's back on his high horse so um, I think they did a a good job of showing that contrast um, with this episode Um, and to end it off uh, another news report comes on the TV and the reporter is saying breaking news the person who murdered Jamie St. Patrick has just been arrested and of course the screen cuts to black and the credits roll before we can see who that is so um, I wanted to ask you guys like, what would you think about that How would you think about how they ended this episode did it leave you on the edge of your seat? We'll, we'll, have, we'll have Dana go first. <laughs> go ahead, Dana. Um, I thought it was a nice tease to keep reminding us that, hey, we're going to eventually reveal the shooter. <laughs> uh, eventually, <laughs> hang in there. Got a several episodes, but hang in there. Um, it was frustrating, though, as a viewer, because it's just hurry up and get it over with. But, um, yeah, I think it was a... It, it's kind of like a little small cheap ploy to keep you that little cliffhanger to do so you have to tune in to the next episode um I agree and that right there is why I dislike the fact that they said okay now we're going to take a week off for the Super Bowl and then the show will return <laughs> and you know uh, you know on February 9th so that that uh, that was a, a very annoying to see that, but at the but at, but, at, but at that moment I wasn't annoyed because oh episode fifteen is right here. So <laughs> uh, yeah yeah. So um, but I I, I I believe you mentioned before Gary, you thought it was a great way to like if there was going to be like a season finale or you know that's a great way to end to to, to do a season finale and then the show comes back. So I. I I was fine with the approach, and of course, to to add further uh, aggravation to it, Dead Tate's reaction was, "Oh my God!" Once he's once he finds out who it is, <laughs> and we see his face, and then, but the viewer doesn't know. Mm. So, um, yeah, it's a nice little way to throw suspense 
to leave you further guessing. But with all due respect to Power and the writers and Courtney Kemp and everybody setting this up, you already revealed when you did these episodes, certain people were no longer suspects. So obviously it leaves it down to three suspects. So, uh, okay, that's that's easier to, 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 to determine. But yeah, um, it is what it is. But yeah, I, I didn't have any problem with, with how they ended it. But I, I, again, I, I still think this was definitely a very good episode compared to what we have been seeing from this show most of this season. So, mm. um, yeah. Yeah, if like th- this is what's unfortunate about the leaks, because if there was no leaks and they yeah. ended this this episode like this, like with, and there, like people didn't already know what was about to happen, this would have been a strong ending. Like, because you, you oh, yeah. Because of course you you gotta wait a week, a whole you know you gotta wait two weeks basically for the next episode. Um, so like ending like this is you know it's gonna drive the viewers crazy. You know why they try and think, damn, what what happened? Who was it? You know. Um, and uh, there's there's a lot more I actually want want to say about this, but I can't say it because it's you know tied into episode fifteen. But um. Uh oh. So I hope that you write down that thought. And and of course, it is not good that you have advertised it on here because now people are going to be mad thinking, man, he did just like they did power. But we have to wait another week to figure out what it is that he had to say about this. But hey, this is this is how it is. We're not trying to get uh, in trouble with stars, you know. So, Mm. yeah. Also, it's just also really interesting of all the endings. Tate didn't get an envelope. Oh yeah, well, I mean, why would he? There's no reason. For him <laughs> why would a lot of people not get an envelope? Okay. Yeah, Tate. Well, he well, well he got he got the best gift of all. He got that governor seat now, so he's good. He got the nomination. Yeah. He he he, he, he will be the governor. He'll be getting envelopes for life now. So. <laughs> Especially in that church. Oh yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's uh episode fourteen, and um, so we're in agreement that this is like legit one of the best episodes of season six, right? So Rich had it. I, I think you said it was your your favorite. Uh your yeah, I, I know. I know oh. Dana said Tommy is her favorite. Tommy is my number one. Okay. Yeah. This was a number. Oh gosh, let's see. I can say uh so far. It's a number two. Um, uh, I think I would have to say this is my number one as well. Oh, oh, yeah. I, I can't really you... think of an episode that was as thoroughly good as this one. So, yeah, this is my uh, favorite one of of season six. Um, okay. You know, I feel like uh, say that again. Y'all left well, Tommy out. Oh. The, the Tommy one was good, but like there was like that. That what bothers me the most about the Tommy one is like that the the ending. Like the ending was really rushed, and there was a lot of like laughable scenes, like the uh, the spanky scene. And... Well, Go ahead. I I liked spanky. See, see, I I agree with what you have to say, Gary. But but for me, the reason why I can't put Tommy number one. 
it has a lot to what uh, uh, it has a lot to do with what happened in episode 15 in a certain scene that Tommy had and I was like why didn't you just have that conversation happen the way it played out in the final episode yeah that's why I said I can't I can't say the Tommy episode is is the one I like the most because I still didn't like how they handled what happened in that scene in his episode but then I guess they corrected it in the last one so yeah I can't wait till we can talk about that because <laughs> Number one, you were a bit low when you said that, and number two, I feel like you're lying. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> whoa. No, I've never seen this before, you know, because it would be a crime to watch an, an illegal uh, 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 copy. Yeah. They, 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 every day, it is all over the internet. <laughs> it's all over the internet for everyone to see. I, you know, I, I just, I just want to say, um, I have to give a shout out to the fans that the real MVPs that find a way to navigate Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter without seeing any of this stuff. I have to give them a shout out because they truly, you know, maybe they just have avoided social media for the last week or so, but uh, they deserve some type of award to really go by without having to see any of that stuff or not even be tempted to see what what what, what is being leaked so well the mute button really helps ah, you can mute yeah. certain keywords and just be oblivious to what's going on until you're ready to dive into the conversation that never so works that really the, the mute button really? never <laughs> because it, you know it's because I'm I'm actually I work in social media for for a living like my job is actually like social media marketing so even if I block stuff on my main account I'm gonna see it on another account because mm-hmm. pe- people stay talking about this stuff like so it's it's so hard for me to avoid any of it so but yeah um I mean I do commend those people out there who you know um who completely ignored the leaks and who are still you know just watching as normal and even listening to you know the power cast um as normal even though they know you know what happens and everything so you guys are the real fans and um even to the people who criticize us you know um I definitely want to thank you guys for, you know, listening to the show, leaving your comments, your your feedback and everything. It means a lot to us. Um we we're, we're sorry that, well, you know, we we annoy you guys so much, but you have to understand that this is this is just a discussion. This is us, you know, saying Yeah, it, yeah, I mean, it is it it is somebody's opinion and everybody's entitled to their own opinion, but I will say this if you are going to leave a comment on the podcast, please do not put post spoilers. For the others that haven't seen the, the the next episode, because I saw somebody posted a comment on our last podcast, and they pretty much revealed a lot of what happened in, in uh, episode fifteen. So please yeah. try to be considerate of others. But if you do decide to leave a comment, um, we always appreciate it, even if you criticize. <laughs> and also, just no death threats to people on yes. the show. Yeah, please. <laughs> No, 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 none of that. It, it, it is never that serious. Please. Yeah. Yeah. And and just so everyone knows, you know, I did remove the the spoilery comments. 
Um, so I'm sorry to that person who left the comment, but yeah, you, you can't uh, you can't just drop spoilers like that. So, um, but yeah, that's episode uh, 14. Do uh, you guys had any other thoughts about this episode? Um, I thought it was really good. I thought it was really strong. Um, I look forward to my Tate spinoff now. I want some DC action. That would be really Uh-oh. great. Um, yeah, that's that's it. I'm happy. Okay. Yeah, I also agree. A very, very good episode. Um, I, I, I I'm, I'm very curious to see what happens for the future of these shows. Uh, like I said, we're not going to talk about episode 15 yet. But I, I, I am going to say I, I'm going I'm, I'm to definitely need to see whatever it is that they show after they show the last episode and whatever it is that they announce about what's coming next to know whether or not I will continue to watch these shows. Because uh, spinoff wise, I kind of have an idea of which shows I want to watch. But then there are uh, some other shows where I like, you know, I don't think I want to watch that. So uh, we'll see if um, they can do a good job of uh, selling me as well as a lot of others because there's a lot of others that don't want to see certain spinoffs but uh, uh, yeah we'll, we'll, we'll see what they can do because again they have to be the ones to convince people to want to check out the show so we'll see about that <laughs> yeah I agree and um, like I remember reading a report about um, stars and um, you know their ambitions to be um, you know, one of the biggest streaming networks. They want to basically be like Netflix now. Um, Whoa! Yeah, so no, no. That leads me to <laughs> to think, you know, like the the power power could be its own universe. Like they they could tell like loads of different stories within you oh, know yeah. power. Like power could be like the Marvel universe, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. You know. Well, we kind of saw a little bit of, of an in-game action when they had to get all that money together in that really short amount of time in order to get Tariq back. Oh, yeah. That money. So Millions. The money is the Infinity Stones, basically. <laughs> but, yeah, um, so, like, the fact that they want their own network, it leads me to believe, like, they're, like, they're willing to invest in, you know, Courtney Kemp and 50 Cent, who have all these different ideas for shows and stuff so i wouldn't be surprised if we see multiple spin-offs um you know um, of course we the tate one is highly likely um tommy and, yeah tommy I just want everyone keeps talking about you know do tommy in la i would watch that you know because tommy is a great character now the the one i'm i'm not so sure about is this power book two um <laughs> one, right <laughs> I, I don't know what the plan is well, for that. If you know, well, well hold on. They, they, I believe Dana has already told me that she she cannot wait to watch uh, Power Book Two. Uh, Mary, Mary J. Blige is uh, a definitely a strong selling point of the show. So, see, I'm slightly confused about that. Um, <laughs> I don't know that actual storyline, and if that storyline connects to the epilogue, I'm just confused in general. Yeah. So if that is a separate show on its own, it would be interesting to see how they 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 pull that off and how it connects. But for me overall, 
Mary J. Blige starring in a show, I think she's the lead probably, is not something that's going to put me in seats. So I just need to know overall what the theme of it would be before I get excited for for literally anything. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yeah, so here's the thing. Like, I want a Kanan show as well, but um, now can I say this without... Uh, no, you can't. Um, you can't say it. Okay. Like, you, have hold, you have to hold off until, ne- until the next the next power cast. Okay. Well, I'm just gonna say I want uh, a Kanan show, but I want it to actually be Fifty Cent Kanan. You know, I don't want it to like. Uh, I'll just say that much. Like, you know, I'll just well, that's well, all well I, I'll, I'll leave it that, there. That, that I, guess, I guess that is a possibility, depending on the events of how they. You know the timeline of the show, but uh, we'll have to wait and see. Okay, this, this is gone. this is what I this is what I can say actually. So I want a Kanan show, but I want I want it to be you know showing his story where when he crosses paths with Tommy and and Ghost. But the thing is, Tommy, if Tommy is going to have a show in LA, that's going to be too much for him to be able for the actor to film like two shows. So. Um, well, I, don't, well, I don't think they can. Wait, do, that. do you want them as as current age, or do you want them as kids? Yeah, I want them as like current age. No. <laughs> like basically before Power, before I've already be, seen that. before we got before seven seasons of that. No, before Power what? season one, basically. Like I want to see like what what happened before Kana went to jail and all that stuff. Yeah, well, that. that... Uh... They, I, I don't think they really explained that, you know, what age they were when that happened. So I, I, I assume that was when they was much younger. So I, I'm not sure, but uh, we'll have to wait and see. Um, if they love Fifty Cent, if Stars loves Fifty Cent, they definitely will allow him to do a lot more. So uh, we'll have to see. Well, I like how they kept trolling us with um, whether or not Kanan was the father of the kids. Oh yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, uh, uh, there, there's so much I want to say next week. I can't wait to watch this episode. <laughs> the week after. The week after. Uh, the week after. <laughs> after. After the Super Bowl. After the Super Bowl. But yeah, so like, if you were to give a rating for episode 14 out of 5, what would it be? Uh, go ahead, Dana. Oh, um, I thought overall it was a 5. Ooh. Whoa! Wait, are we not? Are we not? If it kept me completely entertained, we didn't have a lot of these ridiculous side characters. Pause wasn't in it, yay! Um, so for me, I'm very simple to please. I liked it. I, I there really wasn't that much complaint aside from just constantly knowing that Cedric the Entertainer was going to die in the news report fifteen thousand times, which yeah. I think is the most play. New York One has ever gotten in any type of movie or TV show. Um, but I was entertained by uh, Cedric the Entertainer being the, uh, the the black country music loving mercenary. thought that was hilarious. I liked the son. I liked the brother. I liked all of the characters. I thought it was a very well knit episode and you got to see the fall and rise of Tate and kind of like the BSness about him. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
And a crackhead mug. So. <laughs> crackhead? Yeah. A crackhead mugging. <laughs> yeah. Um, so my rating, um, I think I'll, I'll go with a 4.5. Cause, um, yeah. I don't, like, I feel like in the entirety of power, including all seasons, we've seen really great episodes before that I would say are 5 out of 5 but this didn't meet that same standard but it was it was clearly hands down the best episode we've seen in a while like uh, probably probably like the, the last two seasons this is probably like one of the best episodes so yeah um, so yeah I would say 4.5 out of 5 and how about you Rich? Yeah, I actually was also going to say 4.5 because I did think it was an excellent character-driven episode of Power. Uh, I'm also going to make a guess and say the episode you would give a 5 to is the episode where Kanan got shot and killed. No, no that's, a, that's a zero. <laughs> that was the most confusing and baffling experience as a viewer. I just I didn't get why. It just felt like Pricky said himself was just tired of the show. <laughs> and he, like, he just walked out and was like, "Kill me." <laughs> like, he just gave up in the middle of shooting. Kill me. <laughs> nah, he wanted to. Uh, see, I, I knew that was coming that season because before that season aired, he was talking about how he wants to do more directing and he's going to direct um, some episodes and power and stuff. So I was like, okay, so that means he, he's probably going to kill off his character. So we can focus yeah, but the on the way he went was just so stupid. Like it could have been much better. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree just... it could have been better. But, um But yeah, that's uh our review of Power Season Six, Episode 14. Definitely let us know what you think, leave your thoughts in the comments, um, leave all your feedback and everything as well. Just no spoilers. And we will be back with a review of episode 15, the finale of Power. Um, and yeah, uh, there's a lot to look forward to, I guess, with that. Um, obviously, there is a break in between, you know, episodes. The Super Bowl is next weekend. So, um, you know, we will, we will be on hiatus, but uh, we will be back with that review of episode 15. So look out for that but for now um thank you all for listening uh we're on spotify also be sure to check out the coalition.com co- coalition with a k we have more entertainment um you know reviews and posts and um we have gaming content and you know we have tech we have a lot basically so definitely check out the rest of the channel the website and um, I want to thank Mr. Richard Bailey Jr. for being here and Miss Dana Abercrombie. Um, thank oh. you both. And thank you. until next time, we're out. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> See you.